And that is their greatest need that we have this morning, is a need for more of God. That's one thing for sure. Let's go to Philippians. Once again, our scripture reading was found in Philippians chapter 4. So we go to the 19th verse of Philippians 4. And it says, and I think most of us could recite this, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to realize here this morning, it says, shall supply all your need. I think first we need to define what a need is to realize that there's a, a lot of things that we may think we need but we really don't need. I know uh, if the Lord has blessed you with a, with a job, for example, you may say, Lord, I need, a, I need a vehicle, I need a car to go back and forth to work, and you go down to the dealership, and you say, that nice shiny Rolls Royce over there, I need that to go back and forth to work. But is, it, is that really the need that you have? The Lord may say to you, no, there's a nice used vehicle over there in the corner of the lot that... That's what you need. It's more within your means. So to discern our needs, we also need to discern what God's will is for our life. Because God's will and our needs coexist together. And if we seek God's will, He will reveal what we actually need. Because a lot of times what we think we need, we don't really need. If I was to take my, my two granddaughters, Charlie and Ada, to Walmart tomorrow and take them in the toy section, I am sure they would walk down the hallway and, uh, and if you were to say, they were to say, I want this and I want this, and uh, most children will do that. You take them in the toy section, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a wonderful place for the kid children to visit. And they may feel they need it. They may say at first, I want that, I want that, but do you really need it? And then you realize, no, they probably got two or three more like that at home. But, you know, God looks down at us and he knows exactly what we need. And he knows how much of something we need and how little of something we need. Uh, sometimes when we think of the word need, we think of the, the essentials of life, clothing, shelter, and food. Uh, we are those three categories when we think of what we need. And... Uh, Yes, we need those three things, but we need to realize how we go about achieving those things and what kind of those things are we going to have. For an illustration, uh, we say we need food, and so we do. Our bodies need food. But you let me go into the kitchen. If there's a, a bowl of broccoli over here, it's food. And if there's a bag of potato chips over here, it's food. And... I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm sort of drawn to that bag of potato chips. It, it sort of calls you almost, not literally, but you want to taste that bag of potato chips over maybe this bowl of broccoli. But yes, both of it is food, but really what I need, what's good for me is over here. It's the broccoli. And you know, uh, God, uh, there's many things out there that fall into the categories that we may think we need in our lives, but we need to seek God's will in order to know which of those things and how much of those things we actually truly need. Well, uh, what are things we need? Well, if I, if I needed uh, some nails, I would go to a hardware store. 
Uh, if I needed, uh, if I was sick and I needed some medicine, I would go to a clinic to see a doctor. Well, ultimately, I'd like to think I kneel down and pray. I don't want to leave that out of the picture either that God would undertake for me. But a lot of times we end up going to, to get medicine to help us in our journey through life, through the sickness. If I wanted to buy a table or a, 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 a what do you call it, a Chesterfield sofa? I'm not sure. Uh, something for your living room. You would go to a furniture store. But what if I was to tell you that there uh, there was a store going to be built there in Portland area that underneath one roof will be everything you could ever need? Wouldn't that be nice? You just make one trip to one building and get what you need? Well, you know, spiritually, there's a place where we can find everything that we need. It's in one place. You don't have to shop around. You don't have to go to different, all different destinations and different places. But you know, there is a place spiritually that we can find all that we need. And that need is when we seek the Lord. When we get down before God and say, God, I need you. I need you in my life. And Lord, I want you to lead my life. And when we seek God's will for our life, it's then we will know what we truly need. It says here, God shall supply all your need and that he will do. I think of a prime example about God can do when the disciples and Jesus were going up to the temple and to realize when they got to it in the temple boundaries to realize there was a tribute that was needed in order to get into the temple. It was to help maintain the temple. There, there was a, a, a fee, if you will, uh, that required for those that were 20 years and older. And what they approached, and Jesus, so he would not offend those that were there, he sent Peter down. He said, Peter, he said, go down to the seashore, throw a hook in the water, and the first fish that swims up and bites that hook, you take that piece of money out of that fish's mouth and bring it back here, and we'll straighten up here. We'll get things done. So they did just that. Wouldn't you like to find a school of fish like that where you'd open their mouth and there's a piece of money in each one of their mouths, wouldn't you? Sure we would. But, you know, he went down there. What I'm, what I'm getting at was Jesus used that to show that he can supply us with our needs in the most sometimes strange ways. Uh, Peter went down there and he cast that hook in the, in the sea, and I'm sure uh, he had caught a lot of fish in his lifetime, but never a fish with a piece of money in its mouth. And the first fish that swam up to that hook, he opened his mouth, and he took out a coin. He took out some money. And you know it was the exact amount needed for two people to go into the temple. Nothing more. Nothing less. And that's just what God can do for us. He can help us financially, spiritually, mentally, physically. He can supply every need that we might have. Another wonderful illustration of how God can supply our needs when we think of Jesus one day, he said to his disciples, uh, strike out from shore, we're going across to the Gadarenes. There's a man over there. It's not, it's not, it wasn't his wants that Jesus was going there for, it was his need. He had a need. He was in hard shape. He was possessed by demons, which no doubt was giving him a mental issue as well. Physically, he was in trouble. He was running around between in the cemetery, if you will, among the tombstones. They would try to bind him up. They would try to clothe him. He would tear his clothing off. He would tear, break up those chains that were upon him. And his body, no doubt, was bearing the marks of the trauma that he was going through. And Jesus knew he had a need. And Jesus said, we're going there. 
And when Jesus got there, we know Jesus had a conversation with those demons that were inside that man. One can only imagine what that man must have been going through. His body, his mind, his soul, every part of him was torn apart, but he had a need that only Jesus could take care of. Oh, Jesus passes by. What a difference. What a difference when Jesus passes by. He takes a broken heart, a broken mind, a broken soul, and he fixes it and he makes it all just like new. Well, that man that day, Jesus met him and there on the that place where he was too saw the need and he approached the demons and he cast the demons out of that man. Well, they were so, so terrible. They got into a herd of swine and swine just ran down that hill and plunged into the sea. That man was carrying all of that hatred, hatred and whatever other emotions those demons were causing to come to the surface in that man. Uh, it was enough to make a herd of swine run down a hill and jump into the ocean. But what a difference. When Jesus passes by and meets our needs. It says when they came out and found him, what was he doing? He was sitting down clothed. Jesus supplied that need, the clothing, in his right mind. Jesus dealt with the, the mental problem, anguish that he was going through. He supplied that need. And he also supplied a need where that man needed to go back to his town, his village. You know, when that man had that encounter with Jesus, he right away, like, like anyone would, getting such a miracle in their life, wanted to get up and follow Jesus right away. Let me follow you, Jesus. Oh, what Jesus did for me. You can only imagine what was going through his mind. But Jesus said, no, no. I need you to go back to your, to your village, to your town, no doubt to be a witness of what had taken place. Today, if you're here and you're troubled and you have a need, because it's one thing to have a need for the material things of life, your clothing, your food, and your shelter, and then God blesses us also with a lot of our wants. You know, when we seek God's will and we live for the Lord, a lot of times the Lord blesses us beyond what we need. I think I'm looking at a group of people here today. Each one of us probably fall into that category. We have even more than we need. But that's the material things. But you know, the greatest thing that we need as an individual is to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the greatest need because once we know the Lord Jesus Christ, everything else, if we seek God, everything else just seems to fall in place. God will take us and He'll lead us in the path that we need to go. But the, the crucial, the, the, the beginning step of being where God wants us to be is to give our lives to Him. And I don't know who's listening outside or inside the church here today that you feel maybe on the inside, maybe not like that demoniac, the guy, but maybe you feel there's a turmoil. Maybe you feel that there's something tearing me up inside. Maybe you do feel like you're bound up with chains. Maybe not literally, but you know, sin has a tendency to bind us.
Sin has a tendency to tie us down. The devil will take us and he will just bind us up and make us think we're okay. But inside, we're all torn apart. All we need to do this morning is say, Lord, like the choir sang, I need Thee. I need Thee. God can open doors and let us walk on through. When it comes to needs, I think of something that happened in our my, in mine and my family's life back in 2001, 2002. I was a lumberjack for 13 years, and my health failed, my back failed, and I had to be taken out of that work environment. And after a couple of years, I was accepted in college for computer drafting. And uh, the second year, first year, I was all by myself. Second year, we'd had enough of that. We had about a five-hour drive for me to get home to see my family. So the second year, my wife and my children came in with me. And it was, it was rough financially. Family, we had four, four children in the house, in the apartment where we were renting. I was going to college. And the fall of 2021, I may not have the dates correct, but the fall of 2021, the instructor came to me and he said, Michael, the office administrator wants to see you downstairs. Now, I knew I didn't do nothing wrong. It wasn't detention or anything like that. But I went downstairs and they met with me. And they said the school, the college, as each year, the call, the college, they pick someone from each college to be an example of what, what your school portrayed. And they said, we've met and had meetings and, and your name has come up. And we want to put your name in for a scholarship. I didn't know anything about it. I, I said, and they said, is that okay? I said, I just left at that. And they said, uh, I said, okay. And so the following spring rolled around and we were, I, 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 I say this for the glory of God, we, we were financially in a very tight place. We needed help. We had four children. Well, the girl was older. She was going to college herself, but we were still there for her. We had three boys. And, you know, we <clears throat> couldn't do much. And I walked in class this morning, and the instructor said, Michael, you had to go downstairs. They want to see you. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, she called me one side. She said, Michael, you got the scholarship. I still didn't know what it meant. Uh, I've been out of high school for quite a while, so I wouldn't aware about those terms. But she said, Michael, there's a check in on that desk for $2,500. And it's for you to use any way you want. You talk with God supplying your needs. The fall before God looked in and knew when we were going to need that money. And he made a way where we could have it when we needed it. You know, folks, that's what God does. That's how it comes through for us. That evening, she said to me, she said, Michael, she knew I was pretty broken up. She said, go ahead and sit to the desk, she said, and call your wife. Sorry, folks. So I called her. 
We were blown out of the water. What God can do. That night we took the kids and first time they've been to McDonald's for a while. I didn't want to add Happy Meal probably. But you know, each one of us here today, when we have a need, it's crucial that we take it to the Lord. God can supply us supply all our needs. And one more verse here. In Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace, and listen, here it is again, to help in a time of what? Need. To boldly come before the throne of grace. We are about to come down to the altar and pray. And God tells us that if we are in, in God's will and where God wants us to be, we can boldly come before God. I don't know what your need is here today, but I can tell you right now, when it comes to the spiritual side of things, I know distinctly, we know what distinctly what spiritual needs are. If you're not sanctified this morning, that is a spiritual need that you have. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is a need that God can give you this morning. So you can boldly come before the throne, come down to the altars or where you feel like kneeling to pray and boldly approach God and say, God, I need those experiences. Or maybe you feel this morning, Lord, I need to draw closer to you. Maybe you've gone a little while and you feel like uh, it's gotten a little, uh, a little, uh, how can I say it, uh, neutral. But Lord, I want to get more active. I want to get into where God, where you want me to be, because you need that. In the world we're living today, you need to walk close to God. I need to walk close to God. And in order to walk close to God, we have to spend time with God. We have to seek God's will for our life. Because there are a lot of things coming our way. And we think now it's rough, you know, but the Lord should tarry. Things are seems to be going to get a little rougher. And we're going to need to draw close to God this morning. Once again, if you're here, you don't know the Lord. The greatest need you have is to know him. If you're listening to this little message, if you're out there this morning, the one thing that you will need before you leave this world, if you expect to spend eternity in a heavenly place, if you expect to live where Jesus is, you need to know him personally. This morning. So God bless you. We're going to do uh, 488 will be the number.